Hey all, welcome back to the podcast. This time I have Franzi Holger, a German CrossFit athlete who is going to the semis for the first time this year, despite qualifying last year and being unable to compete. We talk about how she overcame eating disorders, long COVID and a shoulder injury to be where she is today. There's a lot to say, so let's get to it. Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. Welcome. I'm going to get you to say your own name. So okay, okay, okay. Go for it. Francisca Huga. Okay, well, everybody calls you Ogre, which is how you've ended up with the nickname Ogre, like in Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are at CrossFit Mallorca. You have been training here all week and all last week. Almost two weeks yeah, now. So yeah, so you've been here getting ready for semifinals. Yes. <sighs> exciting it, time. It's really exciting. I mean, let's go back a little. We've known each other for, I don't know, three years, four years? When yeah. did you first come over? We we came over with the the jam crew and uh, had a training camp over here. Mm. And yes, you were the photographer. I was. The photographer, <laughs> yes, and I think at the time you were working towards qualifying for semifinals. Then, yeah, we were preparing for competitions, and um, I think the year after we did the quarterfinals over here in Mallorca, mm. and fortunately I qualified. Yeah. Yes. But you didn't make it over to into semis because you had an injury. Yeah, I was had an injury and I really struggled with long COVID. And oh, babe. Yes, that was double fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so these years is my redemption, yeah. hopefully. And uh, I can uh, enjoy the competition and yeah, give my best. I guess, do you feel like you've got an advantage because it's in Germany? Mm. Being a German... Does it feel good to be in Berlin? It feels really good because um, the scene is really small and uh, I think I will uh, know a lot of people and a lot of people wrote me that they will be there and cheer me on. And I think that's something incredible. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Tell me then, uh, Frenzy, how did you start in CrossFit? What was your kind of CrossFit origin story? Yeah, um, well, I started CrossFit um, when I studied uh, physiotherapy. Mm -hmm. uh, I moved away from home and I was kind of lonely and I was looking for a community. And yeah, so I... Um, watched a video on YouTube um, where someone promoted uh, their box and the atmosphere was fantastic and I thought I want this also. Mm -hmm. So I joined the classes and I was just addicted. <laughs> was it immediate? Sorry? Was it immediate? As soon as you started, you loved it? Um, yes. Yes, it was um, something new. I in My, my background is um, I came from a triathlon. Okay. Uh, in the youth, and uh, but I didn't enjoy it anymore. So I was a little bit rebellion and smoked and something. Oh, yeah. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. My lifestyle wasn't that healthy um, at these times, but that was not me. So I I saw this uh, image um, video uh, on YouTube, and I thought, oh yes, this could be something for me. How many years ago was that? It was six years ago. 
You come a long yeah. way in six years then. Semi-finals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never expected that. So you, and had you done any gymnastics before? Had you done any weightlifting before? No, nothing. No, no. I came uh, from the mountains. It's um, I, I live near um, from the Alps uh, in Bavaria. And we did a lot of cycling stuff and um, hiking or something, but uh, nothing uh, like weightlifting or gymnastics. I wish I had a gymnastics background. Yeah, I think everybody does, <laughs> yeah. don't they? So would you say your engine is quite strong? Yeah, I think my base is uh, quite good. Yeah. I mean, I've seen you on the assault runner a couple of times oh. this week, trying it out, which is good. Get a practice in before... The uh, semis come. I mean, and you know as well now three of the workouts. We already know yeah. um, every. Oh, you know all test. of them now, don't yeah, we? Yeah, there's seven tests now. And you practiced a few. Yeah. Yeah, and. Um, I think I can't say. I just give my best, and I will uh, figure out how it uh, works. Yeah. Of the things that you're training for, what would you say is? In, we say your engine is your strength. So what would you say are the things that you're working on to improve? My uh, skills overhead, uh, working on my hands, something, because I had the shoulder injury and I, I wasn't able to practice that much. And yeah, CrossFit is so fast and I uh, want uh, us to perform uh, so crazy things mm -hmm. like circus stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, turn around and whatever, uh, freestanding hands and taps and... Well, it's it's so fast. Um, some years ago, maybe three years ago, it was quite good to walk just on your hands 10, 20 meters. And now it's not enough anymore. Mm. So it's a really, really fast sport. And uh, that's my issue. And I, yeah, I have to practice that. And my general strength, I think, is uh, that I'm a good arounder. Yeah. Not I'm the best in engine uh, or endurance stuff. I'm, I think I'm... A, Good arounder, yeah. So what kind of competition level have you been at up until now? What would you say was your best result in competition? Mm, I think it was the qualifying uh, last year for the semifinals. Mm, so you did well yeah. And I won to one uh, Cyprus throwdown, some some smaller throwdowns um, abroad. I think that's, yeah. What are your expectations for the semifinals? Because there's going to be a lot of athletes there. I mean, to me, it's, too many athletes in one place. It's like a lot, a lot, a lot of men and women. Uh, it's going to be quite a big crowd. So do you have any kind of imaginations of what it's going to be like? I think it will be huge. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope I can handle the, this pressure, this mm. kind of pressure. And I try the, um, to think that this is not the only competition I will do. So not everything should be now semi, semi, semi. Yeah. So there will be a life after semifinals <laughs> and hopefully uh, another uh, cool competitions. And I don't want to waste all my energy and feel just wasted after the semifinals. I want to enjoy it. I really want to enjoy it, um, especially after last year um, that I had not the chance to. Mm. And so that's my uh, biggest approach. And stay mentally cool and uh, work on the head as well yeah i think that's such a huge part of competing it's not to do with how much your handstand walk is sometimes it's to yeah. do with how your head is huh the thing that i guess from 
last year the big disappointment of not going to semi-finals, even though you had a place. How did you cope with that? How did you keep going when you were feeling so down? Oh, that's a really, really good question. I think it just took some time. Um, I moved back to my um, home space um, before I um, prepared um, in, in Hamburg. It's exactly uh, the northern of Germany. Mm, yeah. And so I moved back to the thousand of uh, Germany, um, where, South, I, yeah. Yeah, where I came from. And I did a lot of outdoor activities and yeah, spend a lot of time with my family, with my dog and something else. Uh, then CrossFit. Yeah, I try not to define myself uh, just about CrossFit mm. or just with CrossFit. Uh, but it was quite hard yeah, because I, I, I searched a lot for help because I my my health was really bad. And um, I couldn't find fast um, doctors or something that helped me because something like uh, long COVID um, wasn't discovered that good. Mm. And they just saw a, a, a fit person in front of them, but they didn't know that I was an athlete. And before, maybe I could cycle 400 watts or something on the bike. And now it was 200 or something. And they said, oh, that's that's still enough for you but I just felt all the time shitty and when I got up in the morning I didn't know how to manage my day without training and that was really depressing and it really took a really long time yeah yeah wow my brother had long COVID and it really (laughs) took it out of him and I think if you don't know somebody who's been through it it's hard to understand it. it's very mm. depressing and very frustrating yeah and he's not he, he's he's better now but it took almost a year yeah be better but he, he for him it was breathlessness and lack of energy was yeah. it the same for you it was a lack of energy and i had a lot of pain in my legs all the time just when i got up the stairs or something and i didn't know what's wrong because i didn't train anything Mm. so it was what the fuck is going on Mm. with my body i don't know my body anymore and that yeah that was really afraiding so when when did you turn the corner when did you start to feel better um i started feel better i think just the the beginning of 23 this year yes when thank god for the open yeah yeah it was it was really funny because uh, me my coach didn't know if we uh, can um do the open Mm. because uh, the shoulder wasn't that good and i was going better but it was hard to to um to know if it's the the good choice for me or if it puts uh, too much pressure on me or something it will disappoint me or something but then I just did it with the crew uh, at my home box and it was quite fun. And in the end, it, it turned better um, than we thought. <laughs> I'm really happy for you. What a great, yeah. well, fantastic to hear that. But the, And now you are um, here for a couple of weeks in Mallorca. You, so you're not, you're just taking time out of work or are you training full time as a professional athlete or how are you making your days work out? Yeah. Unfortunately not. I have to work. I'm now I'm um, a remote coach um, because my background is a physiotherapist, mm-hmm. and I try to help people when they got injured. 
to find back to um, CrossFit or their sports yeah. because um, often they don't know how to handle uh, this. And so I support them with the rehab. And yeah, the um, and who's your coach? Tell me about them. Um, my coach is uh, Flo Knaus, and he's hey Flo. Hey Flo. <laughs> he's the founder of Jump Fitness, and yeah, he's an uh, Austrian guy. And um, do you see him often, or is he coaching you remotely as well? Um, he's coaching me remotely, but we see each other maybe three to five uh, times a year. But we really um, text uh, frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say, there's a lot of banging. So if there's a banging noise on this podcast, it's because <laughs> someone's deadlifting outside the door. Or something's happening. They're knocking down the building. I don't know. We tried to find the quietest place, but and we're actually in a massage room in the gym. But anyway, yeah, there's a banging noise. So we can't stop them from training. All the cra- crazy crossfitters. Yeah, it's going on outside. Anyway, so um, what I was going to ask you was about training on your own. Because you had a, your friend Judith here last week. She yeah. training with you. But when you're training, where do you live at the moment? You're living in Bavaria. Yeah. So when you're training in Bavaria, yeah. are you training on your own there as well? Yeah. I um, train, I think, yeah, 99% on my own. And yeah, I want to, to work on my weaknesses and really, really specific. It's, I love the time to train alone, but sometimes it's boring, yeah. I think it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of self-belief and commitment to do that every day, day in, day out. And also, I mean, like, how do you measure how you're getting better? Yeah, I, that's really hard. Um, I try to film myself a lot um, to, to see my own progress. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe th- this lift was better than the other one or last week or um, maybe the weight felt lighter than last week and something like this. But yeah, if you are sometimes not that stable mentally, it's you, you sometimes lose the belief in yourselves. So it's quite good that I have flow and he can say <laughs> crazy data. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's doing it right outside the door. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have flow and he can say yeah, we're on the right way now mm-hmm. and uh, don't worry and enjoy the progress or something. Yeah. What gym do you train at in Bavaria? It's called CrossFit Rosenheim. 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 <laughs> are they nice people there? It's a good community. Yeah, it's a really cool box. They are really crazy um, because they're talking crazy. And yeah, we have a good time, but I often have to train um, out of the open box times mm. because um, otherwise it's too much uh, interruption. And I really have to focus on my training. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes it's lonely, but maybe when I'm done with my sessions, um, I'm really happy to see people. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like that's, I guess the thing with any kind of like serious athlete is to, you have to know when to leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Not everyone gets that. Body language. <laughs> yeah, everyone, especially I find the best way to get keep anyone away from me, not that I'm a serious athlete, if I need to concentrate, to put on headphones. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I just avoid uh, the eye contact <laughs> and the people, I think, then they know it. You put your sh- face on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, often the people say, why are you not? Oh, I'm smiling. So what the fuck? <laughs> I'm training. Yeah. I'm not smiling right now. But it's nice to be here, I guess, in Mallorca because you can just focus on training. Yeah. Well, no, actually, that's not true. You're still doing remote work, aren't you? 
So how are you how are you making that balance? Do you work in the morning, then train and then rest and then what's your day been like? What's yeah. Yeah, I get up um coach out of coach out for sure to activate everything and then I try to do some uh, laptop work um, and go to the gym, rest and uh, se second session and then go back to the laptop yeah it's uh, every day the same routine <laughs> and what, who's taking care of your nutrition how do you decide what, how many calories you're going to eat and are you following a plan uh no i i developed a self um plan for me mm -hmm. because uh, i had in the past an, an eating disorder okay and i um, couldn't find the help i needed because um they said just eat more and more and i, I didn't feel fine with that mm -hmm. because uh, i had other backgrounds um family issues whatever and um so it was a really unhealthy way how i said i smoked a lot and something And that this was uh, for a time my my nutrition, yeah. <laughs> caffeine and uh, smoking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I discovered that no, that's not my way. And mm -hmm. uh, so I searched a lot what could work for me, because everyone is different. And yeah, so I do it on my own. With the, can we talk about the eating disorder a bit for a moment? I, it, but I guess was that when you were just younger, when you were a teenager? Yeah, when I was when a teenager. And yeah. How did it manifest itself? Was it because of just growing up, or did it have other? Why did you get into that situation? Mm, yeah, and that's a tough question to answer. I know, but yeah, it, it is. Helps, it helps people when when we talk about these things. So if you can, yeah, I I didn't feel comfy in my family. I have two older brothers, and uh, there was a lot of mobbing in my family, and I think my parents didn't realize that. And this was my way to handle this because this is a time when you don't know what person you are. Mm -hmm. You're not stable. Um, if you are 13 or something, mm -hmm. uh, you don't know who you are. You go with all the hormones and yeah, it's, it was just a crazy time. And this was my way to, to stay alive. And when I grow up, I, I realized, no, I, I can't do better. And. I have to move away um, to to have a better environment and to get mentally health uh, uh, again. And I think I was in um, in hospital um, for three months, uh, but they just said eat more and and keep it. Some was it anorexia or bulimia? It was the mixture of both. Oh, yeah. Frenzy. <laughs> Double fuck, yes. fucking hell. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, thank God you, you got help and you're better. Now I'm better, yeah. But the help I got was not the help um, I needed. Oh. Yeah. So you fixed yourself, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell a person with an eating disorder to eat more. No. No, no that's not the way. <laughs> it, it's. I think you have to, how you say it, um, tell how 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 valuable it is to to eat the good stuff mm. and how um, important it is to eat all your micronutrients or something to get mentally um stable yeah so you need uh gut health yeah a lot yeah the um i mean like this is not um, this is not un uncommon a lot of cr female crossfit athletes that i've spoken to 
I've had an eating disorder yeah. in the past <clears throat> for one reason or another. Sometimes it's because they come from a gymnastics background. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's just a, it's just something that happens in their teens. And then there's the thing where you're trying to eat more because of your building muscle to perform. Yeah. And that's such a hard thing for some people to, like, accept and go through and to be like, okay, I'm going to eat this extra chicken or these potatoes or whatever because my body needs it. Yeah. You know? And then to be okay yeah. with being... Bigger. Yeah, I think CrossFit helped me as well because I learned that um, food is my friend and not my enemy. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I created a better um, relationship with it. What advice would you give somebody who is having that problem? Mm, talk to people. Um, I think I know it's really, really hard um, to to get the right people, but um, how you said a lot of people experienced that mm. and uh, already uh, went through. And if you find the right people, I think they can help uh, you with uh, their own experience or something. So, yeah. I guess know as well, you're not on your own. Yeah. It's not something to be ashamed of. Yeah, that that was uh, what I wanted to say. Yeah. A lot of you you feel ashamed, yeah. Well, no. but you should not. You it's, shouldn't. <laughs> no, you should not. Because a lot of people and you'd be surprised how many people have had that problem. Yeah. And you just yeah, look around, you a lot of women have dealt with things like that. Um so, frenzy, what are you doing today? What you what are we uh, what's on the agenda for your training schedule today? Is it a rest day? Are you training? What's going on? Uh no, today's not rest day. Um I will test uh some of the semifinals. Oh yes, we can look at the test now. Let's look, I'll look them up. Because the other day you were doing um no, what was it you were doing? The number one? You did the endurance. The endurance one. stuff, yeah. yeah. It was cool uh, to to test it here because uh, we don't have a a, a runner <laughs> in yeah. our gym, so it was good. I only just went on that runner the other day, and it was hilarious getting on it because it actually moves really quick, huh? Yeah. As soon as you get on it, just give it, it a little turn. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> that could be quite embarrassing if you get that wrong. Okay, so what we got? Test six. Oh, this sounds like it could be a hard one. Uh, Twenty overhead squats, a five hundred meter row, three handstand walk pirouettes. Uh, uh oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um two seated something I get sweaty. Yeah, yeah, I would be sweaty for you for you. Two seated legless rope climbs, twenty strict chest to wall bloody hell, chest to wall handstand push ups, two seated legless rope climbs, three highlights, so it's going up and then coming back down again. Oh my goodness. Have you tried that one already? Uh no, I really like it, uh, but just not the handstand. So I hope I can um come through the first um, handstand uh, period and then make it, yeah, farther. Um, I really like the straight wall-facing handstand push-ups. Yeah. Um, I think I'm quite good at these, but I have to come there. <laughs> yeah, I have to get there. It's a lot yeah. of shoulder, shoulder action going on It there. is, yeah. And that's test six. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to go in that order. So one, two, three, four, five, six. So six is going to be on day two, I guess. Day two and or three, maybe. Well, it's two days, isn't it? Uh, no, three. Three days, sorry, yes. So it could be on Sunday. And then test seven, echo bike calories, toaster bar, and sandbag. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I love the sandbag. 
And then let's see, let's see, what's the other test? Test five is going to be, where is it? Test four and five. Ah, oh, snatches. There it was, snatches, yeah. How do you feel about that one? Um, yeah, it's a lot of running. I'm not that quick in running, but I really love snatches. So <laughs> run to the snatch. Yeah, I run to the snatch <laughs> as fast as possible and give just my best. <laughs> yeah. And then test one, two, three, we already spoke about the endurance one, which is the acrobike, um, the sled pull, the air runner, the erg. Actually, I wonder, I was speaking to John Singleton about this. I think that the, the sled pull is the unknown yeah, factor in this. because you don't know how the floor will be. Exactly. So maybe it feels really, really light, mm. or maybe it feels so crazy. Yeah, because the one heavy. here is heavy. Yeah, the one here is heavy because of the floor. There's yeah, the, the carpet. carpet. Yeah. Yeah. Friction. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, test two is the ring complex. How is that for you? Muscle ups. Yeah, I tested yesterday. It went better than I thought, but it also depends on how long the straps are. I think. Oh, yeah. Because when the straps are really short, you can make a whatever little saldo and you're in. Yeah. But if the straps are really long, it's really hard to control them. And also with the dips, you have to stabilize a yeah. lot. So it really depends on the straps and the rings as well. And then the last one, Linda. You know, Linda with dumbbells. <laughs> yeah, and heavier dumbbells. They are 27 kilos. That's a lot. Yeah, shoulder, please hold. Yeah, How, have you tried that one? <laughs> I wanted yesterday, but uh, I just did some bench presses and that I didn't feel that good, so I didn't want to rush these. We said that one's for the big, really, that's going to suit people like Moritz. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, for the big boys. I think they really like it, and a lot of people do it uh, quite often because it's a really cool pumping workout. Yeah. <laughs> I think the boys are happy about this. Not so much the girls. Maybe a couple of the girls. Maybe, yeah, yeah. They'll be happy, happy girls, but that is a, a lot, a lot of work to do. And only 17 minutes as well. Oh, yeah. Because you've got to get, you've got to... You're not just using the um, the bar. You've got to rack the dumbbells. Yeah. Onto your, they put that. John called it lacking the dumbbells. <laughs> so you have to lap the dumbbells onto your yes. legs before you can go. Yeah. So that adds extra transition time as well. And if you have to break them up, you have to re yeah. do this. Relap. <laughs> re relap. <laughs> but I guess in in that case, you can also see the transition time as rest time. Yeah, sure. But if you have to break it up, it costs yeah. more energy. Yeah. I think they had it in the regionals to 18 mm -hmm. with the barbell. And so you can bounce on your chest. Yeah. And with the dumbbells, it's quite hard to bounce them on your chest because you have to stabilize more. And yeah, it will be exciting. It will be. I'm, so I'm really happy to, to get this chance to speak to you, Frenzy. And thanks very much for coming to see us in Mallorca. Yeah, thank and you. It always is uh, fantastic to see you. And best of luck in Berlin. Yeah, thank you. And smash them. Smash yeah. those workouts. Do it for 2022 Frenzy, who was pissed off that she couldn't do Yeah. It. And do it for Baby Frenzy too. For Baby Frenzy and a lot of glory, yeah. hopefully. Come on. Thank you. Thank you, Frenzy. See you in Berlin. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends or on your social media. It all helps the show to grow. Europe is Coming is presented by me, Vicky McLeod, and edited by Marta Vidal-Candel. Until next time, thanks for listening and bye-bye. Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod.